reading from the Briyat Bhagavatamrita. <clears throat> wow, this is my voice. Chapter 5, Book 1, Text 8. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Yo Brahma Rudradi Samadhi Durlabo Vedokti Tatparya Prakrisha Gochara Srimanashringha Kilabhamanascha Sri Ragavendropi Yaramsarupa O Brahma Rudra and other demigods, he is difficult to realize, even in advanced meditation. He can be known through the words of the Vedas only when one understands their special purport. Sriman Nishringa, Sri Vamana, and Sri Raghavendra are his plenary expansions. Om Jnana Timurandasya Kananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unbalatam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Nama Shri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Sapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Panchakalpa Tarupyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasade Gaur Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Okay, I'm going to read the... <coughs> First paragraph of the purport, it's long. The supremely charming transcendental person, Sri Krishna, is difficult to understand. Great demigods may know his supremacy theoretically, but they cannot begin to taste Krishna Prem. <clears throat> all Vedic texts are ultimately descriptions of Sri Krishna, yet his all attractive charm is not obvious in the literal meanings of the Vedic mantras, nor in their ritualistic explanations, one must discover the secret purport of the Vedas, which is possible only by the mercy of Sri Krishna's pure devotees. Ganis follow the process of Atan, Nirasana, negating all inessential concepts to find the Supreme gradually in his impersonal feature, but to obtain a more confidential understanding of the personality of Godhead, this nati nati met method is inadequate. So, yeah, I was explaining that yeah, I guess I gotta go back to the beginning. I always have to put things in context. It start, the first verse had this verse, where Parama Dashante 
the topmost fruit of of transcendence is what Sanatana Goswami has to give. And to understand that without prejudice, you have to have a very deep understanding of what devotion is. And that's what the Bhagavatam does. And the deep understanding is not just a theoretical understanding, but an experience of it, a a, a realized understanding. So you have to have an understanding of it and you have to have a feeling for it so that when you approach uh, a concept which doesn't equate to what causes that external in the world, what causes the external of great agony and and separation and romantic feelings in the world are passion and ignorance. So so that's our prejudice. This is passion and ignorance. So to actually understand that that's coming from the highest level of love, devotion, you have to have some kind of experience of that devotion. And, and that's what the Bhagavatam does. And the Brihad Bhagavatam Rita being a summary of the Bhagavatam by Parikshit to his mother in probably one-tenth the time or one-sixteenth the time. And, and that he, I, I, I explain this. The Bhagavatam's a story and a message, but the message is more important. Because the story can change and you keep the message. You change the message, you lose the text. So it's really a message. And people who are expert and realize they can change the story that the message is in to communicate that message to an audience Um in a more suitable way for their frame of reference. And that's what realization is. That's what communication is. So to me, this, this Brihad Bhagavatamrita is the supreme example of that. The, so I was explaining all the different ways in which Sanatana Goswami cultures and educates and intrigues the, and prepares and purifies the audience to come at the end and be able to hear these deep feelings of separation of Srimati Radharani as the topmost manifestation of God's, of Krishna's mercy, which is what Narada is looking for. But one of the main ways, and I just realized this actually yesterday, one of the main ways in which that mercy, that that um, devotion is explained, is by the whole, not just by the people that Narada meets, which is one of the main ways in which devotion is explained, because you see devotion in different forms of intimacy. So, and, and, and you're going to see devotion in a, in a really challenging form of intimacy, which is this 
mood of pain and separation is, and, and it's also, it, you got to relate it to ecstasy at the same time. And it doesn't equate with our experience of, of ecstasy. So all these things are going on, these, these, these intellectual, emotional, and relational prejudices that prevent people from really, uh, from understanding, not only understanding, but you're studying Priti Sandarbha, the Pyogena is not an understanding. The Pyogena is a feeling. The Pyogena is hearing about God and feeling, it's feeling God. It's not just understanding it, it's feeling it. So, so one of the ways in which devotion is so, you see it, is through the character of Narada and his abject enthusiasm for serving and associating with those who are advanced in Krishna consciousness. And I heard this, I don't know where I heard this before, but it said if a spiritual path, if a spiritual path can be compared to like tracks on a train and we're a person that moves on that train forward, if our train is Gyan, the tracks of Vairagya. If our train is Bhakti, and we want to move forward in Bhakti, the tracks are Sadhu Sangha. So he's also showing that. You want this, you have to be eager for Sadhu Sangha. And it also shows what faith is. Faith is what propels you to a goal. The deeper your experiences, the deeper your trust is, that this is the highest thing. You know, the, the the more you go for it, it's like I mean, in your own life, you, know, you had you had faith in one way in terms of like learning Madanga, right? This 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 is important. This would make me happy. This is a goal, and you just you had so much faith in that that you really, then you got into Sanskrit, right? And you said, oh, so you can see it's your faith, some kind of trust experience that this is good that that gives you determination. And so you see with Narada, his like moving. You know, when he hears about something, he's so enthusiastic. And you can't move on the path of bhakti if you have any envy. Because then you're not going to want to seek people that are more advanced than you. And you can't move on the path of bhakti if you have too many material attachments. Because you're not going to hear of a reality that doesn't affirm your attachments necessarily. It may affirm your attachments. Bhakti may say, yes, this attachment is good, but it, but not because it's an attachment, but because it's related to you realizing the absolute truth. Well, we want to affirm our attachments simply because they give us pleasure. So Bhakti is not a... So, to, to, to go for that and, and to move for that without fear, without any inhibition. And the example is given of Akrura when he came to Vrindavan, without any fear, without any inhibition. Why fear? If he's rolling on the dust of Vrindavan and comps his spies, like I have some disciples from the Middle East, so that one of them moved to Slovenia, right? So they have to learn the language to get citizenship. They just wanted to get out of that country. 
Right? So that was the only country they got. When they went to study, there was some also some other people from the same Middle Eastern country. So they thought like there are spies everywhere. <laughs> you know, those kind of countries, they have spies everywhere. You know, oh, not my country. We're so pure. America, we're a hundred million strong. And we believe in you. We used to learn these songs. We used to sing those songs in, in our, we grew up. We, you know, we don't do these things. But, yeah. So, um, yeah, comps is spies. You know, it was just like, it was just, and without detachment, because he's such a high person, he was rolling on the floor. And, and, and that also was described as the essence of the Bhagavatam. We discussed that before. Evambhuta supriya nama krita jitanuraga. In this way, without any attachment, without any inhibition, that's faith. And there's so many things that can check us from moving in devotion. Our egos, our attachments, our material conceptions. But you see Narada, and in fact, he runs later, he's going to run into the palace. They think he's crazy. They don't think he's crazy, but they, they have faith in Narada because it's Uddhava and Balaram, and here comes, but, but they couldn't understand him. So, so you see that through Narada. And now Narada was told by Hanuman that even though Hanuman was glorified more than Prahlad for his level of service, He's going to glorify the Pandavas more than himself for the intimacy of their devotion. There's, there's a power of the devotion that's spontaneous and it's not checked by fear, obligation, or any sense of distance. It's not disrespectful. It's legitimately from the heart. So now he, he's describing that to know Krishna, to know Krishna and, and, and know him as a person and have him reciprocate in that deep way with you, then that's rare. That's rare. And for Brahma and other demigods, he's difficult to realize because they have a sense of Aishwarya. That's their Bob. Brahma is in Dasiras. That's their bhav. That's their mood. It's very sweet. But it doesn't invoke prema. Prema here is, there's certain things. It says Krishna prema. It's not Krishna prema. Because Krishna prema is the energy of love that's very forceful because it, 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 it's not it's not with a reverential figure. They're not loving God because he's greater than them. They're loving God for his sweetness and, and, and the intimacy. And it says, although from all the Vedas I am to be known, 
um, it's not easy to understand the Vedas in relationship to Krishna. And that was shown by Lord Brahma, because when Lord Brahma heard the Vedas, he didn't understand that Bhakti was supreme. But he had this kind of doubt. Doubt is a sign of intelligence. He didn't doubt Krishna's authority in explaining him the Vedas. He, he doubted his understanding. What was his doubt? How can it just be ritual? So he asked, and he explained it again. He explained it again. And then he, he saw the Upa, Upanishadic section. It's a little gap. Okay. But how can the ultimate reality just be this nati nati and this stuff? And then he understood it. And then there's that famous verse from the Swetishvatar Upanishads, Yasya Deve Parabhaktir Yata Deve to the one who has implicit faith in the Supreme Lord and the spiritual master, the purports of the Vedas are revealed. And the reason of that, I heard a very interesting commentary, the reason why they're revealed is because the, per, the import of the Vedas, if there's one theme of the Vedas, is, you, you, is to give up this false ego, this sense of superiority. It may, it, it's just moving in that direction. Even if it's impersonal, ritualistic, it, it's, you gotta, it's, it's, it's that core thing is, is what covers the soul. So to get rid of that, but the only way you can actually see that if you have some experience of giving up the false ego. And the experience of giving the false ego is accepting the authority of God through the scriptures and the people who represent them and surrendering to the truth. That that's, gives you some sense, some taste, some experience of it. Uh, to the, the audience online, I have an audience here who's just come from America and some other places too. Yes. And, uh, and they're exhausted. So I have to work like twice as hard. I got to do a song and dance to, to keep them up. I feel like I'm torturing them. They should all be in bed by now. Isn't that the worst thing when you kind of like... But don't wake up anyone who's sleeping. It's kind of charming. <laughs> no, no, don't kick her, please. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll read some more. Um, Anye vitaras chiyad amsale shito brahmadeo yasya vibhutaya mata mayacha yasye Shina Vartma Vartani Dasi Jagat Shrisht Yavananta Karani. All other incarnations of God had expand from mere portions of his plenary portions. Great gods like Brahma are considered as material opulence, and material nature is his maidservant, standing always. In view ready to serve him, she enacts the creation, protection, and destruction of the universe. This is one of the main points of the Brihad Bhagavatam Rita. Is because I see that in the Gop Kumar section too. Is 
that this is the full the fullest manifestation of God is his love. I make this point all the time. A person is a mother, a father, a child, a lover, a friend. The person is their love. That's their main and a servant of God. So that's the main manifestation. And, and that's why here it's saying that if it's a theme of the Bhagavatam, it's a theme of this, he's the original personality of God. What does original personality of God mean? It doesn't mean that the other incarnations are not eternal. And this is the charm of, of just meditating on the ultimate reality, which by definition cannot be subjected to time, because then there would be something greater than God. So what's the beauty of it is there can be something sequential and eternal at the same time. There can be a first time that Radha met Krishna at the same time, there was never a time that Radha was not with Krishna. Because it's not subject to time. So if there's something required for Rasa, it can have an origin and still be eternal. And I think a lot of the problems we have in understanding the nature of God is making the fallacy that the way the Supreme operates must conform to the laws of cause and effect and logic in this world. That's the main defect of Mayavadi philosophy. Prabhupada explained it. The main defect of Mayavadi philosophy, why do they come to the point that God must not have any qualities? Because if this, if The Vedanta Sutra, if something's emanating from God, it means that God is less. He's changed. God must be changeless. So if you have any forms and qualities and things, it indicates some kind of change in God. And God must be changeless. But it's something like that. I, 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 I can't think that clearly now. But, but our, our point is, is that the very definition of God is that he must have inconceivable potency. That's the very definition of God. It's reasonable that God has inconceivable potency. Um, let's see where we are here. Okay. Um, I'll just read some. When Brahma and other demigods responded to lamenting Mother Earth, together they all stood on the shore of the milk ocean observing strict vows. They recited prayers and worshipped the Supreme Lord, meditating with full concentration. Nonetheless, they were unable to obtain his favor. Purport, 
At the end of Dwarpa Yuga, when armies of godless kings burdened the earth, the rulers of the universe found out for themselves that the supreme person cannot be cannot easily be seen by focusing the heart's attention in yogic samadhi. So what this section is trying to say, and why Narada is explaining all these things, because he's trying to explain to Yudhisthira, who's a humble Vaishnava, why he's affirming that he's the topmost devotee. Because what he's experiencing, which is the full revelation of God, not just a partial revelation of God, just like ourselves, we can just show one aspect of ourselves or one, another aspect of ourselves. But what is it when we reveal ourselves fully, right? We have intimate relationships. That's something special in relationship to that person. When the person bears their soul, so to speak. So what Narada is, is, is actually going to glorify you to steer is you're really above everybody else because God is bearing his soul. He, 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 can become, uh, he can become your friend, your servant. There's no kind of uh, restriction in your expression of love. And, and that's something higher. And, and therefore, Hanuman is pointing it because Hanuman is saying, you know, I, he's my Lord. Hanuman was like ready to go. Because Hanuman was glorifying the Pandavas more than him. He has the mood of service. And, and he was glorifying that they have this intimate relationship. And then he was, you know, he was, he was, he was becoming so excited. But then he said, no, that's not my relationship. He can appreciate it. And, and, and it said that in the previous verse, that they appreciate the supremacy of, of, of Krishna. Um, I think it said, yeah. Um, they can appreciate his supremacy. Let's see. But they, but, but they don't have that intimate relationship. And now he's explaining how these demigods, you know, went to the milk ocean. And, you know, it was not easy. It's not easy as, as the Pandavas. It's just their friend next door. And, uh, yeah, they meditated with full concentration and focusing their hearts in samadhi. And, uh, but the revelation wasn't as full as the Pandavas. Rama then perceived in his heart the Lord's command, which he heard as an unembodied voice in the sky. He repeated that command to the demigods and they all became dissatisfied. So by their yogic meditation and their yogic samadhi, they get a, an akashvani. They got an embodied voice. And how can you compare that to the Pandavas? And what was described as a friend, as a servant, as, as so many different aspects. And, and, you know, you can see how this is preparing us to understand the fullest revelation of heart of God. 
which I described in Puri as Jagannath, because Jagannath is the deity of Krishna in ecstatic love for Radharani. So I, I had that realization. Um, only in some confidential meetings did the wise sages like Gargur divulge who Krishna really is, he whom the personality of God in Narayan only partly equals, no one else even coming close. So, yeah, that concept of God at home, in a functional home. <laughs> God comes home and it's a functional home and the hearts are opening up and he's opening up his heart. Probably the simple thing, the high court judge, how much of him is revealed in the court and how much of him is revealed at home. So the higher revelation of person, this is his, his personality and not necessarily his position. Thus we hear of Sri Krishna's presence in Matara city as the deity called Dirga Vishnu Mahahari Mahavishnu Mahanarayan. Okay, I'm going to end a little early today because I have a group here who I'm showing unlimited mercy to. They're kindly staying in my class. But, I, okay, I'll just wrap a little five more minutes. Um, we really had a really interesting time in, in Vrindavan. I was saved by my friend Raghunath Pujari. He came and joined us. And he took us by Radha Raman. And it was really a revelation for all of us because they're really trying to manage the traffic in Vrindavan and trying to, but so many people are coming and more and more. And, you know, more and more people are becoming devotees. More and more people are coming. There's such a revolution. And somehow or other, the, the tradition of India, the religious tradition of India is thriving. We went to Jagannath Puri and unbelievable. I think it's a 20-yard promenade, 20-meter, maybe 50-meter promenade around the whole temple. Do you know that now? They knocked down all the shops and things like that. So you have this beautiful promenade around the whole temple. You know, so when you do kirtan around the temple, there's no one bunking into you. Yeah, it's really amazing. And then they opened up the Ram Temple and they're, they're like they're building a whole Ram city. And they're going to build an airport. Instead of Delhi's 180 kilometers to the airport, 60 kilometers from here. You know, so, but he took us, and it, it's really a revelation because you're looking, how can people live in this city? It's so crowded. But you open these little doors, he was taking us, and you open these doors, and there's these huge plots of land that are just, you know, we went to this Daoji temple, so there's a temple, and then everything is just, and I just was calculating, I was like, so this is like three acres of land, and there's like that, it's like $40 million. <laughs> and, you know, there's a little simple Brahmin smiling, yeah. you know, he just built a new little cabin there, and there's a few fruit broken houses. And we were just 
look, opening doors, we saw the tooth samadhi of Gadadhar Pandit. Because Gadadhar had Shetra Sanyas, he took a vow, I'll not leave Puri. So Lord Chaitanya said, you can't break that. But he lost, he lost the tooth, and one of his disciples took the tooth and made a samadhi, and, and uh, one of Sridhar disciples has a temple there, and they're so sacred. And then we went into this Nishringadev temple, again, just go off the altar, and there's these like pious, like smiling people there. And they've been taking for nine generations, taking care of the, the deities, and it was evidently the inspiration. It's a self-manifested Nishringadev deity, and it was the inspiration for Gopal Bhatta to pray to, you know, get um, Radharaman, who manifests out of a Shalagram Shila or, or whatever that is. So that was kind of, he saved, kind of saved the day. Because I didn't really, wasn't up to leading the charge. And then we came here today and uh, we had a little Harikata, a little Kirtan. And I'm pushing them, but uh, yeah. Okay, Jamuna Jai, why don't you say hello to everybody? Okay. Oh, hi everybody! Oh, wishing I was there with you. Oh, have a wonderful, have a wonderful pilgrimage. Please remember me to the Dom. Oh, hey, so nice. What do you like today? <laughs> I really like, you know, your uh, um, your point about attachment. Um, or as in the uh, Bhakti Center morning class, we're at the point where Kura is, is talking to Dhritarashtra and warning him about his attachment. And so it really tied in for me today what you said about, you know, sometimes your attachments will be it will be sort of be okay. I forget the words you use, but like uh, helped along because they are helping you in your bhakti as opposed to the other attachments that do not help you with your bhakti. The, the yaktavairagya part is always, it always resonates me it, deeply with me because I'm never sure. I always have to check my attachments <laughs> quite strongly. Yeah, it, it's interesting, Krishna, consciousness. I'm saying the challenge of coming to a philosophy is not that it'll root out all your attachments because some attachments are needed to keep the body and soul together, but it will say that some of them are not required and say that some of the things that we don't like are required. And when you wanna control the world, you wanna move everything that you like, whether it's good for you or not, in your control and get rid of everything you don't like whether it's good for your self. So that's why that's kind of challenging. Okay, thank you. Can anybody else say hello quickly? By the way, I can't get wait to get to the sixth chapter and the seventh chapter. Shradanjali, Krishna. Wow. Thanks very much. Wow. We remember you guys in Puri. Yeah. Okay, hi, bro. Thank you. Hi, bro. Wonderful. Anybody else say hello? Are you too tired for a question, Maharaj? <laughs> Completely, Gail. Not even close. I'll Not even close. I can save. I'll save it for next week. <laughs> okay. Even, even though it was going to be a very easy one, but that's okay. 
Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, easy one. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's... I, I explained to everybody in the Puriyach, I left everything out on the field. <clears throat> but I'm excited tomorrow. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, our program is really great. Um, tomorrow... We have Jai Jagannath in the evening, the next day, Brother Bihari. The next day, the Kirtan group that we had in Puri, which is best top three Madunga players in Iskand for sure, if not the best, with the Kinchina and these two great Mauritian singers. And then Radha Charan Prabhu will come. And tomorrow we'll do half brick rum of Govardhan. The next day we'll go to Nandagaon. We didn't do that in the previous years with this devotee, Subhyasachi, who's really, I can confirm with him because somehow both my phones got ruined. So, okay. All right. Anybody else just say hello quickly? Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you so much. This is Krishna Amrita. Thank you greatly for the class. It's always nice to see you. Thank you. Hi, Bo. Anybody else? Okay, I'm going to head out and I'm, I want to give this group an option. They can crash out or they can go to Giriraj Mistan Bandar. Go up, Premanandi, everybody.